You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. We're talking about the armor of God. And each day we've been taking our text from the book of Ephesians chapter 6. We started with verse 10. Now we're at verses 13 and 14. So I want to take you there. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand Stand there for it. You hear that word over and over again, stand, stand, withstand. In other words, you have to learn how to stand up. You stand up and you're going to have success. Stand there for having girded your waist with truth. Uh, the least noticeable, because it's covered up by other parts, uh, the least glamorous component of the sevenfold armor of God is the Roman soldier's girdle. And this loin belt was the centerpiece of the protective armor. In other words, it tied together so many of the other things. Uh, It actually had a hook that could hold a shield in place so that without a lot of effort that you could rest the shield on your belt, hold it steady with one arm and fight with a sword in the other hand. And that was uh, due to uh, the nice little feature of this girdle. It also uh, held the scabbard that, that held the Roman short sword, which was sharpened on two edges. It was a deadly weapon. And so that also uh, is linked to this girdle of truth. So it was the centerpiece. It, it protected the waist. It protected the groin. It protected the reproductive organs of the body. Now, in a biblical sense, the loins are tied to reproduction. Uh, Hebrews chapter 7, verse 5, the Israelites have come from the loins of Abraham. And the New Testament likens the mind to the reproductive process. 1 Peter 1, 13, therefore gird up the loins of your mind. Now, why is that important? You have to understand something that that thoughts began a process. There are seeds planted in thoughts. And if you don't reject and uproot those seeds when they are planted by the enemy, they fully mature and they bring forth a reality. And you may not want that reality, but the devil does a lot of what he wants to do by planting seeds. And so just as uh, the loins of the mind link us to this idea that there is a reproduction going on, same thing is happening here mentally. Satan is trying to sow a seed into us so that we begin to expect it, we begin to yield to it, we begin to uh, give in to it, either with a temptation or surrender to hopelessness, And whenever that happens, then he's able to work his reality. And that's how the devil works. It's such a big part of what he does. And we talked about this earlier, but I'm going to repeat it because you can see in the book of Job how the devil operates. He didn't just attack Job. 
He made sure that there was a messenger who escaped every single attack to go to Job with bad news. The fear was as bad as the actual event. That was the whole purpose of it. And that's how Satan works. See the same thing. When Goliath came and stood against the men of Israel, he cursed the people of Israel for 40 days, twice a day. And can I say to you, Goliath didn't want to fight. He didn't want to fight. He wanted to win against Israel with his mouth. And he was hoping that he could intimidate the men of Israel into submission to the Philistines with just words. And uh, for 40 days, I mean, this is ridiculous that you would stand up and talk like that for 40 days and nobody challenged him from the other side. And that's why he kept it up. But it tells me that the Philistines didn't have a whole lot of courage either. And when David killed Goliath, they immediately turned and ran. It tells you that they were not fiercely devoted into going into hand-to-hand combat with the Israeli army. They didn't want to do it. They wanted to win the whole thing with fear. The devil is the same way. The devil is a bully. He is a big blowhard. He is, he, listen to me, that's how he wins most of his fights. He's not great at head-on frontal assault attacks. He's not great at that. He is better at wearing down his opponents with this constant yakking. And listen to me, you can cut down on that yakking if you know how to deal effectively with your thinking. Now, so the girdle of truth is something that is for our mind. Now, I said this earlier in the series, and it bears repeating. This equipment that we are called to put on has to do with three primary areas. There is, first of all, your mind. Secondly, there is your mouth. And thirdly, there is your spirit. And the equipment is designed to protect you in mind, mouth, and spirit. Very important. Now, the very first piece of the armor is the girdle, and the girdle is for the mind, meaning that you tighten up. That's what a girdle does. It tightens up your muscles. It it tightens your... Listen, I was on a mountain climbing deal a few years ago, and I was having trouble with one of my knees, and I ordered a brace... Uh, for my knee that would really tighten up the, the, the muscles, ligaments, and so forth around my kneecap. And I was blown away at how much that eased my pain and gave me strength to climb. It made a big difference. It was just that little extra bit, and it was a, a really a girdle on my knee. And that's what a girdle is designed to do. It's designed to tighten up, prevent looseness. And a lot of people are very loose in their thinking. They will accept any thought that comes to them. They follow thoughts that Satan brings them wherever they go. And you got to know this. The devil wants to take you to his arena for the fight. And let me tell you where his arena is. It is the realm of thought. Satan wins his battles in the thought realm. That's why you will never defeat him by trying to outthink him. First of all, he's way older than you. He's way more experienced than you are. He understands how to defeat human beings. You don't have any business fighting him on his turf. You cannot beat him there. That's why I refuse to try to outthink him. 
I don't solve my problems by dwelling on every negative thought that comes to me to try to figure out what I'm going to do. And what I have found and these negative thoughts, usually they will come in threes. There'll be three little negative thoughts. And when you put down one of them, he'll take you to the next one. You put it down, he'll take you to the third one. If you put it down, it's back to the first one. And the whole purpose is to get you spinning and, and working yourself into a frenzy. And that's how he works. So you are to bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now, that's in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. I'm going to read you that. Let's go through this. Uh, For though we walk in the flesh, we don't war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not natural or carnal, but they're mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Now, we talked about this in an earlier series, casting down arguments or imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. But here's where we need to be fighting the battle the most. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. What does that mean? That means, listen, when a thought comes and I'm hit with that temptation, I ask myself, does this obey Christ? Does this obey the word of God? If it doesn't, I'm bringing this thought into captivity. I'm not allowing it to roam. Let me show you that determination with Jesus. He didn't allow Satan's temptations to become strongholds in his mind. And he didn't allow them to become imaginations in his mind. He would not let them go that deep. He kept them as thoughts and immediately took them captive. Let me read to you Luke 4, and we'll start with verse 1. Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan, was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. And being tempted for 40 days by the devil, in those days he ate nothing. Afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. But Jesus reasoned and began to think. That isn't what it says, is it? It says, but Jesus answered him. Immediately, Jesus responded, and he didn't respond with his own word. He said something that had been written in Scripture. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Now, this is the second one. Now, remember a while ago, I told you that Satan likes to take you on to three positions, and it's because he wants to get you spinning. And so the devil took him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time, and the devil said to him, all this authority I will give you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomsoever I wish. Therefore, If you will worship before me, all will be yours. And Jesus answered and said to him, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Now you're getting the point. In all three cases, Jesus responded with what was written. He didn't go into the arena of thought. He immediately rejected the thought, took it captive, and did not allow it to go anywhere. That is how you gird up the loins of your mind. Listen, I'm all for people who will read these verses and say, well, I'm putting on now the the, the girdle of truth and I'm putting on now the breastplate of righteousness. All right, that's great. Uh, and it's good to remember that. And it's probably good to pray that. But really what you got to do is actually use it the way that it was d- designed to work. And the real girdle of truth is when you immediately respond to those thoughts that come from the enemy 
and you respond to them with scripture, you stand up against them and immediately take them captive with what is written in the word of God. And that's why it's so important to memorize scripture and to fill your heart with it so you'll have something to use when the enemy comes against you. All the time I've got for today, but hey, we're not done. We'll pick up here tomorrow. See you then. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.